What is up, everyone? What's popping? Welcome to the Flea Flicker NFL Show, episode 35. I am joined by two hosts today, rather than the normal one. Um, I'm joined by my friend Amal Ronak and also special, special guest, extremely special guest. And unfortunately, he's a Lions fan, and we all have our prayers and hopes for him and his team. But what is up, Mr. Guyquad, Aryan Guyquad? Um, what do you have to say about your first time being on the pod? Dude, um, Reed, thank you for having me. It's it's an honor to be on the Flea Flicker podcast. And uh, let's just dive right in. Yeah, so uh, like I said before, you're a Lions fan. Also, Amal, how are you doing? Because we need to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah, uh, what's up, Arian? Also, uh, happy to have you on the pod. Uh, overall, I don't even just care about the Lions. The entire NFC North, it's uh, coming out in a way that I never thought it would uh, be. Um, in the first two games. Obviously, it's only two games in, but I like the way this division's shaping up right now. I can't wait to get more into it. Yeah, so we pretty much brought you on for the NFC North. Um, so I'm just going to pull up the, sh- the standings here. Everyone who can see this is watching on YouTube or us as well. We can see the standings. Currently, the Packers are 2-0. and The Bears are 2-0. and The Vikings are 0-2, extremely shocking after taking a huge out to almost Colts. And your team are in the bottom of the leaderboards, 0-2. So you've watched both Lions games, obviously, I assume. Um, what are your thoughts on the Lions? Um, you had a bold prediction earlier when we were talking to you a couple of days ago about what you think the Lions should do. So I just want to hear your take on it. All right, dude. So I'm extremely angry at Patricia at just the way – He's playing the defense. The defense is garbage. They're lackluster. They have no motivation, and they're so unathletic. Like if you if you watch some uh, some film from the Packers and Lions game, like you could you the Lions brought on people like Danny Shelton and Jamie Collins because they fit the scheme that Matt Patricia played at uh, at New England, like going heavy on corners and like having no pass rush, but like that's firing back on them the the front seven is horrible they're they're slow and fat like that that's how i describe them uh danny shelton he's been like he's he's known to be a run stuffer but he's letting people like aaron jones like he aaron jones is good but aaron jones got like a 75 yard touchdown run on sunday's game if i remember correctly and it looked easy man and it's the lines defense is yeah, what's that? It looked easy, dude. That, that was an easy run for Aaron Jones. Yeah. I know. Yeah. They yeah. Danny Shelton, like not just him, like the entire D line literally let him run past. And the injuries on their secondary are really showing up. Like True Front, he was out in uh game two against the Packers. That was a big loss. Justin Coleman, the highest paid stock corner in the NFL, was out. He's actually on IR. He's going to return, I think, like week four or five. That was a big loss. And Jeff Okuda was so disappointing to watch. Like, it, some of the blame, I feel like, falls on Matt Patricia because he, he put a rookie, Jeff Okuda, on a top two wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Like, Devontae Adams was just cooking him the whole game. It was it was so sad to watch Jeff Okuda. Like, 
some Lions fans are speculating that, like other people are speculating that Jeff Okuda is going to have a washed up career with the Lions. Like, like Jeff Okuda was one of the best uh, corners in a few years. And like people are saying that he, his career is going to end up like Barry Sanders or Megatron. And another person who I think it might be washed up, like is like starting to uh, regress a little bit is Stafford. Like the offense was okay. Like Sta- Stafford is Stafford is coming off from a back injury. Like last year, he was out in week eight because of a back injury and he missed a, like, he missed a half season half the season and it's just showing like his rust but he also had a had, had some pretty bad plays like the uh the pick six it, right at the start of the half that was pretty disappointing and just they they couldn't convert on third down because of Stafford you know it's it's just so sad like Stafford is one of the reasons why I'm still a Lions fan like if he leaves Detroit I'll probably stop watching the Lions you know, uh, and who else? Oh, carry on. Carry on played really well. He got the first touchdown in the game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing is, Matt Patricia can't think clearly. Like, you know, in basketball, when someone has the hot hand, you always feed them the basketball, right? Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So carry on got, yeah. Carry on had the first touchdown. And like the rest of the game, Matt Patricia, like, Matt Patricia kept on alternating between running backs when he should have kept on care when he should have kept carry on like for much longer time. Right. Uh, so carry on was, he was popping off in the first quarter after the touchdown, but like he didn't see the ball again until like the second quarter. And by then he was completely cold. Uh, yeah. And who else? Uh, Galladay. Galladay being out that game really hurt us pretty badly. I mean, Galladay is like, probably – I know Amal is extremely high on Galladay, but Galladay for me is probably easily a top 15 wide receiver, so that's going to be a huge loss automatically. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's definitely top 15. You know, I feel like you could also make the argument that he's top 10, but you know, that's just me being a biased Lions fan. But, yeah, he was out. And then who else? Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones was – okay that game not that bad but yeah he could have done better uh Amendola Amendola played really well I think he had like four wait I I don't remember how many receptions he had but like he he had a lot of uh uh yards that game and then who else DeAndre Swift I don't remember too much from him but I, I just remember him being really really average and uh, okay, so I guess the offensive line now. So the line signed. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Like Vitai, right? Big yeah, v Big V. Vati Vitai, man. Yeah, Vitai has been a no show. He's. I think he was injured the first two games during camp. Like, I mean, before the first two games. So he he was just he he didn't play, and I I don't know. Like that was a pretty bad signing by the Lions. Like I feel like our our GM Bob Quinn shouldn't have signed a big V. Like it was fifty million for five like years. Forty-five million. Yeah, five, ten million yeah, per year. Horrible deal. Like, like, like ten million for what, a backup right tackle. 
pretty much yeah Vitae for me was like uh, again I'm, a, I'm an Eagles fan so I got to see a ton of Big V without him we probably wouldn't have a Super Bowl like he played that well in that Super Bowl run but the problem is he's like a really like solid tackle and he has that flexibility he can play right tackle left tackle guard and all that but like I wouldn't want him as a long-term starter and I feel like that's a problem like also just talking about the Lions so obviously you're extremely down on them right now as a Lions fan. Um, I'm assuming you don't have them winning the division this year. <laughs> um, would you say no, you have I them have winning them like even se- would you, do you think they have the ability to win seven games? Cause like you said, uh, Desmond Trufant is, you know, not playing. You have Jeff Okuda, like even if he started off bad again, he was playing against Devonte Adams. And for me, like the fact that they had him on an Island with Devonte Adams makes no sense because if you look at someone like Bill Belichick, and like you said earlier, um, Matt Patricia was the D coordinator for the Patriots for a long time. So he studied with that guy, Bill Belichick. So usually Bill Belichick against like alpha wide receivers. And I think you said Devontae Adams is a top two wide receiver. I don't know if he's top two, but in my opinion, he's easily top five. And if they, he goes up against receivers like DeAndre Hopkins, He's going to double team them. Like, he'll put Gilmore, who Stephon Gilmore, I think most people know, one defensive player of the year. He's a really good corner. At, this, at the, like the play of Jeff Fukuda currently, he's nowhere near Stephon Gilmore, though we hope that he can one day reach like that, that level of play. But he's double teaming DeAndre Hopkins, another top five wide receiver easily, with the best corner in the league, arguably, and another safety or another defensive back. And so that's, that's worrisome to me that you, you said they brought in Matt Patricia to do all that coaching and all that and bring up, like, bolster the defense. But they're not even playing, like, smart defensive football, like, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, like you said, Jeff Okuda, he's a great player, man, but he's a rookie. He's going to struggle just like all rookies do. That, to me, is worrisome. Do you have a solution for the Lions, Arian? Honestly, my only solution is kind of drastic. It would be to remove Matt Patricia as the head coach. You know, he, he was uh, the defensive coordinator in uh, New England, but I feel like some people can just be a, uh, a coordinator and that, like, they can't be more than a coordinator. Like, yeah, removing Matt Patricia would really help the Lions and the GM, Bob Quinn. And I hope that they do that this offseason. You know, uh, I think some coaches that could be potential uh, head coaches for the Lions next year could be the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. I, I don't know what this is. It's like Eric, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, Bieniemy. Yeah, he's really good. You know, but he's he's not leaving Kansas City. Like, who would come to Detroit? And uh, who's the defensive coordinator for the Niners? Is it Robert Sala? Yep, Robert Sala. He's he's a very good good name. That's a good name. I like that, Robert Sala. What are your thoughts on this whole thing, as well? Like firing the head coach, dude. uh, I've been about that since day one, man. Uh, I've never been a fan of Matt Patricia. I'll be honest. Uh, He's a great, like a very good offensive, uh, a defensive coordinator. Um, Great. Uh, great defensive mind. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Arian's right. I think he, some people are just built to be a defensive coordinator and not run the whole uh, football team altogether. And that's clearly what the lines are having. 
Um, Arib, I don't know if you uh, can check your WhatsApp now. I think I sent you an infographic that I want you to show on uh, this podcast. Uh, but And if you can, that's fine. Uh, so to begin the season, the percentage of Lions fans that had confidence in this team entering week one was at a whopping 77%. 77% of Lions fans were confident in the direction of the team after an aggressive offseason. And it was an ag- aggressive offseason. It was, it was, they, they killed it, all right? Now, yeah. I mean, now that uh, you can see the graph now, they're now plummeting to 13% in their team confidence after two weeks into the season. I mean, it's, it's just a poor, poor coaching, poor execution. Uh, I can't. I can't state it enough. Uh, Matt Patricia does need to go. Uh, Matt, Matt Stafford. I've been somewhat critical of him in the past. Arib has always been a fan. I remember his first mm-hmm. YouTube video. One of his first YouTube videos were uh, why the Lions should keep Matt Stafford and not draft a QB. Because I know in this past draft there were always talks about uh, whether Tua Tagovailoa would be drafted by the Lions. Would they go QB here? But I mean, Jeff Okuda was a good pick. I agree. He he kind of looked. He did look kind of uh, outmatched, I should say, or uh, outperformed in that uh, week two performance. But I think overall, I still think the ceiling is very high for him. Uh, the future is looking bright. And uh, to go alongside the Lions, right? So Patricia's teams, right? So the Lions, whenever they've they've led the fourth quarter twenty times out of the thirty-three games he's coached with the Lions. 20 times out of 33, that's, tw- that, that's a very good for any head coach. I would take that any day as a head coach. 20 times out of 33, that's a good thing, positive trend, right? That's really good, man. Except, you know what? In 11 of those 20, 11 of those 20 games, he's lost the lead. And 10 of the 11 games that he lost the lead, he's lost the game. And, and mm-hmm. it's, it's unacceptable. That, that stat, to me, says it all. He's not a closer. I mean, uh, as Skip Bayless would say, he's it matters only during close, closing time, and he's not he's not a closer. You you can be good, a great the greatest coach ever for the first three quarters of the game, but if you can't close, what's the point? You know, I think uh, the first three quarters of the Lions game against the Bears, they were killing it, and I know Arian also predicted the Bear the Lions would beat the Bears week one, but I mean, like, come on, man, you can't. You can't blow a lead like that that quickly, man. It's just not it's, it's not possible. I liked Arian's idea of uh, hiring hiring uh, Robert Sala, uh, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator Eric Benemy, uh, or even Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Uh, he was mm-hmm. uh, he was he's also a quite good uh, offensive coordinator. I think he would also run a football team pretty well, uh, but. Yeah, that's my overall thoughts on it. Uh, in terms of their team, uh, on Johnson's playing very well. I expected there to still be more of a split there, considering that they have three backs. But I think uh, on Johnson's playing well. DeAndre Swift, I think he's also playing well. I think uh, with Swift, though, I think uh, he needs to stay more under the wings of AP. I think uh, AP yeah. uh, could really uh, – take the mentorship role on him because I, th- I had Swift entering into the draft as my number one back. I'm really high on DeAndre Swift, but I, I think uh, he, he could easily benefit from one of the all-time greatest running backs and uh, 
having him there for the, such a rare opportunity would be great. Um, but yeah, this is a long season to go for the Lions. I expect Patricia to be fired by it. I, I honestly could see him getting fired before the, uh, the season ends uh, if it gets that bad. Because I, yeah. I, I think the, I thought the Lions Some would be people- this bad, but not this bad. You know, a lot of people are actually uh, saying that Matt Patricia might be fired during the bye week in week five. And then our special teams coach, Braden Coombs, will take over. You know, I would be confident in Braden Coombs. I think Lions have like the seventh best special teams because of uh, Coombs. So that, that would be interesting. But I'd, I'd much rather see Saleh or uh, the Kansas City offensive coordinator be the head coach. Yeah. So talking uh, about Kansas City, th- that's interesting because Amal brought up the stat that he's not a closer. Long time, like for a long time, Andrew Reid, head coach, you know, he's a Hall of Famer one day. He was criticized for not being a closer, time management, choking games, not being good in the playoffs. But your man, uh, Arian, Matt Patricia, the GOAT Matt Patricia, he hasn't even made a playoff game. He hasn't even won, like, I think he has nine wins under his belt currently. And yeah, he might not be a closer. Andy Reid, he was a great head coach. He won so many playoff games. But Matt Patricia hasn't even made the playoffs. He's won nine games. And the head coach before him, um, Jim Caldwell. Yeah, Jim, Jim Caldwell. Caldwell. Yep, he won nine games, nine and seven that year, and he got fired. And over the last two seasons, or it might even be three at this point. I think it's two. It's just no, no, un- it's three. It's three. It's three. It's yeah. That's just first season. Incredibly bad. First season man. was six. Uh, last season was three, and this season it's zero. So overall, like Matt Patricia has accumulated nine wins in his three-year tenure at the at in Detroit. It's just it's he's literally a sad excuse of a coach. That's and I get sad. injuries are an excuse this year at least, but previous years like. Yeah, and I guess last year as well, like injury, that's a decent excuse. But I want to see your team work harder, man. And I'm just not saying that with Matt Patricia. I agree with you. He should 100% be fired. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they moved on from Matt Stafford and try to completely rebuild. They have defensive talent, like you said. And like you you did say, they're all playing like they're like fat and slow or whatever. But I, I think that might just be the offseason and all of that. They have good players there. Like, I don't think Jamie Collins – who was a great linebacker for New England in both his tenures with the team. I don't think he's going to suddenly come to Detroit and be, like, mediocre. Like, I think he's, it's definitely a, a semi-talented defense. And offensively, they're still pretty talented. You said Big V was a letdown. But overall, I see decent talent. I get it's, like, a difficult division. But I just don't see how you can continuously blow leads in games, how you can continuously just put up put – up Duds, duds as performances. I 100% agree with you. I think Amal is also on board. Fire that man, Matt Patricia. Yeah, uh, to go along real quickly, I think there's some players, though, on the lines that are really standing out. Uh, a guy that I really want to mention uh, was their fifth-round draft pick, Quintus, Quintus Cephas. Uh, he's, he's, I think he's, uh, he's a really good uh, young talent. Fifth-round pick, and... Uh, I, I was I was watching a couple of plays for, uh, from this uh, Lions Packers game. Uh, he looks he looks really good, man. Um, he did play seventy percent of his snaps as well. Um, I think uh, I think he's he's going to be really nice. Obviously, I think uh, 
once Galladay comes in, I think he'll become obviously like the uh, overlooked and be like a wide receiver three or four role. But I think uh, I, I I like what I'm seeing out of this guy Quintez Cephas, I believe his name is. So uh, I'm Cephas. liking that pick. Cephas, He's a big yeah. body receiver, man. He, yeah. he fits I mean, that mold. The, the Lions love uh, big body receivers. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I think Cephas had Cephas had like the most bench, uh, bench press reps in the combine out of all the wide receivers. So he's, yeah, he's really strong. Interesting tidbit from Arian here with the bench yeah. press reps of a wide receiver. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Lions secondary needs to step it up big time, though. I mean, I like uh, like Arian said, the Lions Lions need to step up uh, on their. Uh, secondary uh and yeah i think it's all coaching i think you can't really blame stafford for this stafford's also without his wide receiver one and kelly kenny galladay um but yeah uh some really stupid trades were there like the trade for deron Harmon. that was a bad trade i think uh i think will harris hasn't been playing up to par whatsoever yet um so, oh my dude, Will Harris yeah. is so like Will, Will Harris is Will only Harris in the secondary, missed, but like he's missed the, three tackles in two games. He's missed a tackle in every four point three tackle attempt, which is the bottom ten at that position. He's on the field for more snaps than Tracy Walker. It's ridiculous. It this <laughs> literally just this falls on coaching. It falls on coaching. And I know a lot about what the Lions are doing because I did uh, I did watch the most of that Bears Lions game. I'll be honest uh, because my uh, the rest of my family are uh, Bears fans, so um, I definitely uh, got a good glance at what I'm seeing right now. And uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not impressed at the moment, um, to say the least. But we'll see how it goes uh, in the future. So, do you guys want to move on to week three game picks, or do you want to just we can talk about the rest of the NFC North? I think through those game picks, if you guys want. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it through the game picks. Yeah, I think that'll be better. Oh, uh, uh, before we do, I, I have a, a little. I have my uh, controversial idea that I want to share about oh, what okay. the Lions should it, do. Go for <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so Matthew Stafford, he's top ten corner, uh, not corner quarterback. For sure, like in my opinion, he's very talented. So I think that the, the Lions should just tank for uh, Trevor Lawrence this year. Trevor Lawrence is amazing at Clemson. Like he's fit. Like he could take on a a better role. I'm mean, not better. Like a, he could take a different approach, to, like being the QB. Like he's. I watched his uh, film, and he's kind of like Lamar Jackson like the way he runs and stuff. So I think they should trade Stafford to a team that is like a quarterback away from a Super Bowl uh, trophy. So it's like maybe the 49ers. So like Lions would get – no, no, no. Lions would give the 49ers uh, Matt Stafford and then Lions would get like maybe Javon Kinlaw. He, he could really help out the defensive line. And then maybe a fifth – and just start from there. And, like, we get an elite quarterback on a cheap rookie deal and then just rebuild from there. Like, what, yeah. what is your uh, – what's your opinion on that? Yeah, so um, 
I'll be honest, I don't know if Stafford's value is that high, mainly because Kinlaw was a first-round pick this past year. And uh, I don't know if that's also a thing that – I also don't think that Lions are going to need to draft a – need to trade for a QB because uh, they just paid Jimmy G like two years ago crazy money. He's one of the highest-paid quarterbacks. And they just went to the Super Bowl. So I don't think uh, I don't think they'll move on from him, even though I definitely don't think he's uh, his job is safe by any means. But yeah, I think uh, I don't think they would trade for him. But I do like the idea of the Lions uh, going for uh, tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Whether they meaningfully do it or not, I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know about that. But I think that would be the smart move for them. I do, though, believe Stafford – I think – I feel bad for Stafford because this is almost like an Andy Dalton type of position that he's in. Because Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. he, he, he had, he's still a good quarterback. I'd still – he's definitely still a top 32 quarterback in my eyes. I think uh, he is a starting quarterback. Unfortunately, uh, he, the, the Bengals thought it, it's, you can't pass up on Joe Burrow, right? And if it's uh, – if you keep on trying the same – same team, same roster over and over again. It's basically insanity. You can't expect uh, the same outcome with the uh, – you can't expect different outcomes with the same team. You can't – you can't. So um, that's that's just my thoughts on it. Um, I think they should if uh, if it works out for them. If they get the first, first overall pick, that's obviously a great pick. We're going to obviously go along later in the season talking about who are the best quarterbacks in the 2021 draft. It's a lot of great talent there. But, yeah, um, I'm not opposed to that idea whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I think you said Matt Stafford's top 10. With Trevor Lawrence, they're taking a shot at getting, like, a top three type of guy, like a Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson type player. So I'm on board with it, even though I am a big Stafford fan. Let's move on. I don't want to keep this segment going on too long. You're an NFC North fan, so we're going to do all the NFC North picks straight, uh, starting off. Um, so. One o'clock spot, Bears at Falcons. Falcons are three-point favorites at home. They don't have any fans, so it won't matter as much. What say you, Arian, about this game? Uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta on this one. Their offense is amazing, even without who. Like, did Julio play the last game, or did he, like, exit with an injury? He played, played, but he pretty much didn't play. Yeah, he he was non-existent. Yeah, Calvin Ridley and – Who's who's the other wide receiver? Russell, Russell Gage. Gage. Yeah, they they went off. Like I saw their uh, how many yards they got from fantasy, and yeah, I think Falcons would will win this. Yeah, the previous game, week one against uh, Atlanta, I think they were against Dallas. They had, I think it was the first time ever in NFL history they had three one hundred yard wide receivers on the team or something like that. It was some in, like insane stat like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm yeah. also going with the Falcons. Mitch Trubisky has played better. I think Amal's probably going to hit on that because me and him are not the biggest Mitch Trubisky fans. But that being said, Mitch Trubisky doesn't have anything on the Falcons. The Falcons' defense sucks, but I I don't see how the Bears' defense can stop this offense from scoring more points than the Bears will score. And that's how you win football teams, score more points than the other team. Yeah, um... I also think the Falcons are going to win this game, but I mean, you could never count out the Bears' defense. I agree. Also, if Julio Jones doesn't play, you can definitely give more of a chance to the Bears. 
um, because then you can leave their best corner, Kyle Fuller, uh, now guarding Calvin Ridley um, rather than Julio Jones. Normally, the defense would always focus their attention on Julio Jones because he's he is the top two, top one receiver in the NFL. So, yeah, um, that's that's now if he doesn't play or if he's very limited in action, I think uh, I think that could definitely. Uh, give a potential threat towards the Falcons, but I, I will also pick the Falcons and I think they do cover the spread. Okay. So next one, let's go through these pretty quick. Now Titans, Vikings, Titan, Vikings are two and a half point underdogs. And right now I can't really pick them. Their defense isn't playing well. Their offense last week was mediocre. I'm definitely going with Tennessee, Tennessee to me. I know Amal wasn't that high on them going into the season, but two and oh, they played a pretty solid Denver team and, the Jaguars didn't play the best against Miami on Thursday night. They did lose, but they're a pretty like surprising team. And I think I like those wins better than not winning a single game against the Indianapolis Colts or the Packers. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to go, I'm going to actually, I'm going to change it. I'm going to go the Vikings here. I think they'll bounce back uh, from their past two defeats. I think it's in Minnesota. I think hopefully somehow that'll help. I'm assuming I'm. They might have fan crowd. I'm not sure. I could double check with that. But um, no, they don't. anyways, it's empty. It's still empty. Okay. Anyways, um, I, I expect uh, a bounce back game from Kirk Cousins. If not, I'm going to be roasting him next week uh, because <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. They. They're better. I think the Vikings are a better overall team than the Titans. They just haven't been performing that way in the past two weeks. Um. So I expect the Vikings to get their job done, and I think they. Uh, they are the underdogs, and they'll upset the 2-0 Viking, uh, Titans. All right, you're the tiebreaker here. You're going with Minnesota or yep, I, Tennessee? No, no, I'm, I'm going with Titans. I, Derek Henry's going to run all over the uh, Minnesota defense. They did lose Anthony Barr, so that is a pretty – That's solid, a big injury. Yeah. But they still got Yannick. <laughs> okay, next one. Third one, Lions-Cardinals. Uh, 425 on Fox. This better not be – yeah, the, the Cowboys game will be America's game of the week. But Lions-Cardinals, I can't pick the Lions to win a game. I think all of you will agree with me on this one. Cardinals 2-0, and beating the defending NFC champs first uh, week one and then beating a decently talented Redskins football team, rather. What say you about this team? I'm guessing you guys are both going with the Cardinals as well. Um, I'll go with the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm, I'm also um, going with the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah, I think we can – there's not analysis needed to be done there. I think we gave enough uh, bad analysis for the Lions. Okay, so yeah. here, Sunday Night Football. I would say the best Sunday Night Football matchup of the year so far, but last one's uh, last week's one with the Seattle Seahawks and the New England Patriots was a hell of a game. Packers-Saints here, probably game of the week. Hmm. I'm going to go with the Packers. I think they continue their hot streak. They they weren't the best against the Detroit Lions. At least Aaron Rodgers wasn't the hottest. But they did more than enough to get the job done. I don't know if Devontae Adams is playing. I'm not sure if he got ruled out. What say you guys about this? Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the oh, – I'm also I'm going go- with the Packers. I just don't – Okay, so Packers for Arian Amal. Yeah, I, I don't believe in. Yeah, I don't believe in the Saints. They lost to the Raiders this past Monday night, so I think Packers should win this matchup. 
Yeah, um, this is interesting for me. I could go both ways here. But Michael Thomas is not playing this week, so I'm going to go with the Packers here. I don't think they'll upset the Saints at home. So, Fair enough. We have hit our time limit, boys. Thank you for hopping on, Arian. We'd love to have you on the podcast again to talk about your Lions bows and uh, woes in the future. And, yeah, thanks for uh, being here. Hope you enjoyed your time on the Flea Flicker NFL show. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me, guys. I'll see you guys uh, next week. Yeah, and back to our uh, normally scheduled programming, Amal. Yep. Um.